What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Flip Hacking Live podcast. This is Bill Allen, and I'm sorry about my voice. I'm a little bit under the weather, no fever yet, so I'm going to rule out coronavirus right now, but we'll see how it goes. The last podcast that I did, I talked about this one too. Um, we talked about the three things that I learned on this journey. And so if you missed that one, go back and listen. And also the price goes up for Flip Hacking Live tomorrow. So don't wait, go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your tickets. Remember use FHL podcast to get some bonuses, some previous recordings, Andy seller finance training and go to fliphackinglive.com and grab your tickets. So today, the big question today is somebody asked me again on their podcast, what what would I do differently? If I could go back again, what would I change and what would I do differently? The big question is this, how do you start or grow a real estate investing business that will give you the income and financial freedom you desire without losing a ton of money or wasting years of your life trying to figure it out all by yourself? That is the question and this podcast is the answer. I'm your host, Bill Allen, and together we are going behind closed doors so you can hack the country's top experts and learn the secret tips, tricks, and strategies that actually work in today's market. Welcome to the Flip Hacking Live podcast. All right. If I could go back in time, what would I do differently on this journey? You know, and I got this question sent over from the podcaster. I got these questions ahead of time. So I was able to think a little bit about this one. And there's a couple things that were going through my mind. And I want to share these three answers that I had prepared and started to think about as I was kind of racking my brain of what I would change and do differently. And the first one that I really thought of, of how to answer this question. And at the end, I'll share how I answered it so you guys can hear. But the first one was flipping expensive houses. So when I got started in, in flipping, I was, you know, flipping houses that were median home price type houses, um, right around the, uh, the middle, maybe the upper, uh, uh, upper middle class type, um, type homes. But uh, down in Pensacola, I was getting all kinds of opportunities, everything from cheap houses, you know, five, $10,000 in that area up to almost a million dollars. And I didn't think there was anything really different about them. So I, I bought a couple of higher end properties as I got more flips under my belt. I probably had flipped 15 or 20 houses at this time. And I found this one that was owned. And I, we even did a podcast on the seven figure flipping podcast about this house. It was uh, the person who, who owned it before won the lottery. And I lost $70,000 on this property. And there was a lot of things that I learned along the way. But um, one of them was, you know, the expensive houses, there's a lot of things that, that can go wrong. There's a price, price drops are really big. It's not a five or $10,000 price drop. It's, you know, $40,000, price drop to get some attention if it's not priced right. Um, the level of details and finishes and all these things. So I, I had, I've done three expensive homes so far in my kind of career flipping houses, like really higher end for the area. And a lot of you might think that $700,000 houses are um, not that expensive. Like I just interviewed Jesse Trujillo in San Diego and 550 was kind of the lower end where he was trying to stay in that median home price. Um, but for most of my cities, the median home price is around 150 to 250,000. So we try to stay around there. And flipping expensive houses has kind of bit me. I lost $50,000 on one. I lost $70,000 on another. And I made $10,000 on a third one. However, I, I got sued on that house and I bought it back. And so um, right now we're selling that property. And um, it's been an Airbnb rental for the last year or so. And we're under contract to sell it right now. So we'll see what happens with that house. And maybe I'll share that on a future podcast. But flipping expensive houses has been a challenge for me. And uh, if, I think if that's all you do, then great. 
Like if that's your MO, if you're really good at that, then that's, that's where you should go and how you should do it. But if you're uh, anything like me, where you want to, you want to systemize and kind of automate things and, and get to the point where you're not driving to the house all the time. I think that the median home price where there's a ton of buyers, that's where to stay. So that was one of the things that I thought about, um, in, uh, in changing something of the past. Uh, the second one was focus. So when I started this business, I was doing lots of different things. I was buying rentals. I was doing hard money loans. I bought some land and I was flipping. And then I tried to wholesale and do my own marketing and all these different things. And uh, that was a bit of a challenge for me as well. So I had to kind of learn the hard way. I still own some of the land that I bought then that I, I was trying to sell. Somebody told me it was a really good deal. I let them talk me into it. And I didn't know what I was doing. And then, uh, you know, flipping, that's probably what I knew the best. Hard money loans, I made some mistakes up front, lending money out to other people, just kind of trusting them at their word, um, not getting the right documents signed, just not knowing what I was doing. So um, what I found is if I really just focus on one thing, that's definitely the best course of action for me. Like uh, I need to focus. Wholesaling and wholesaling houses and flipping houses are two uh, distinct distinctly different businesses to me and models. And um, so focusing on one thing and then growing that, automating it, systemizing, then move on to the next thing. That's uh, one thing that I thought about that I probably would change of what I did in the past. Uh, the third one was one that I always think about. We have so many people that come through the seven-figure flipping world in our altitude and runway mastermind groups and then also attend Flip Hacking Live that are really young. They're in their 20s doing this, right? I just turned 40 this year. And one thing that I always think about is what if I started earlier? You know, what if I started investing in real estate earlier? And um, I always think about that. Like I was just on a call recently with somebody who has a ton of followers on YouTube. Their YouTube channel has over 100,000 subscribers. And I was talking with him and I said, how old are you? And he said, 26. And I said, wow, that's amazing. And we've had uh, we've had people come to Flip Hacking Live and start up a seven-figure business inside of a year that are in their 20s. Uh, we have some members of our mastermind group right now that are in their mid-20s. It's absolutely amazing to see um, some really young folks seeing success right out the gate and young, you know, early on in life. Let's put it that way. And uh, by, the, by no means do I see myself as, as old, uh, but I definitely realize that I'm at a point where if I had started 10 or 15 years earlier, I would definitely be, have gotten to where, I, or theoretically, I would have gotten to where I, um, I am right now faster, right? So those are the three things that I thought about before answering this question. And so flipping expensive houses, probably go back and not do that. Uh, focus on one thing and then start earlier on in my career uh, doing all this. So how did I really answer this question? And why am I even doing this podcast for you guys? Hopefully you learned a couple things from those three, uh, those three items. Uh, I don't think you can like turn back the clock and get any younger, but you can certainly be careful flipping expensive houses and really focus on one thing. Um, however, my answer to this question was nothing. Um, so single one word answer, what would I do, have done differently if I could go back in time? And the answer is nothing. I feel like all of those lessons that I learned were needed to provide me with the opportunities that, that I have now. I think that we are given a gift, we're given this calling, we're given these challenges at the right time in our life to be able to accomplish them. And I think it piggybacks off of what I talked about on the last podcast of growing into the challenges that we face and as we're, we get to that point where our growth happens, we can see those opportunities. We can, we can be at a position and place in our life where we can capitalize on them. So for me, my real answer is I wouldn't change anything. We're on a journey and that journey is important. If I could go back in time, I don't know that I would want to. 
I think that every single decision that I've made, every path that I take, every crossroad that I decide to go left or right, um, you know, at that time, that choice may be wrong, but it's what I do with the lessons learned that are the most important. So now I know not to do these things. If I could go back and change them and not do them, then at some point I'm still going to get into that predicament that I was in before. So I learned those lessons. Hopefully the goal of this podcast and our event for packing live is that you don't have to go learn those lessons yourself. You can just listen to me and listen to all my friends and all the other people that I surround myself with. And we can tell you what happens, but sometimes we have to go through these lessons ourselves. Sometimes we don't believe it. Like we just, we, we're hard headed and we have to go that path and that's okay. Like you, um, I wouldn't intentionally go into a deal to lose money or make a mistake or do something that somebody else told you, but the house that I lost $70,000 on my trusted advisor, Terry Berger told me not to buy it. He said, I'm not going to lend on it. I'm not interested in it. And I should have known right then not to do that deal, but I was hard headed. And I said, uh, whatever I touch turns to gold and I'm going to do it. And, uh, the same thing goes for a lot of other things. And so we're on this path, this journey of life, and we make the decisions with the best information that we have at the time. And uh, don't beat yourself up for mistakes and don't go back in time and, and have to change everything. Like the path you're on, the position that you're in, the, where you are right now is great. Like just enjoy it. Think if it's not where exactly where you want to be, figure out how you can change it. What can you do going forward? Um, it's great to look back in the past and remember all the things and the mistakes and hopefully that we don't make them again, but don't, don't just sit in a pity party all day. Don't, don't look back and say, man, if I, if only I made this different decision, then I'd be in a different place right now. It, that stuff's not going to help. What is going to help is you look forward and you keep going. So hopefully that helps you today. My answer is I, when I look back, I wouldn't do anything differently. I, I really have enjoyed this ride. I've enjoyed these 40 years. I've enjoyed the last, you know, seven, eight years in real estate, and I'm looking forward to the next 10, 20, 30 years. So uh, hopefully you guys got something from that. Uh, I, I thought it was worth sharing and I'm excited to share more of these kind of lessons learned, these topics, this mindset challenges and things like that at Flip Hacking Live. So hopefully you'll join us this year. The ticket prices are going up tomorrow. Go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your tickets. Don't forget, put in FHL podcast. If you listen to the podcast or a follower of this new one that I just launched specifically for this event, then we're going to give you a bunch of bonuses. So previous, four years previous event recordings, Andy McFarland, Seller Finance Training. And uh, it's, I'm, I've, been, I've been going through it and watching some of the videos recently to try to tailor my message and what I'm going to talk about at Flip Hacking Live. There's just some gold mines in there. It's absolutely amazing. I just listened to Chris and Arianne Lemire's podcast or their, um, their presentation at Flip Hacking Live from 2018. And I loved every second of it. I, I wrote down uh, two pages of notes during it to, um, that I'm going to, it's just a reminder to think about that and, and start making some changes. And the fact that wholesaling and flipping are two totally different businesses. It even played its way into this podcast. So go to flipbackandlive.com, grab your tickets. The prices go up tomorrow. I don't want you guys to pay more money than you have to. So get them uh, before the end of the day tomorrow. If you're listening to this after that, um, they're still going to be very reasonably priced. You can still use FHL podcast to get the bonuses and I'll see you there October 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's virtual. Don't forget. You don't have to fly anywhere. You don't have to get a hotel. You don't have to do any of that stuff. So I'll see you guys soon. I hope you guys have a great week. Bye. Hey, it's Bill again. And I want to personally invite you to our biggest event of the year, Flip Hacking Live. 
If you could copy the exact deal sources, marketing strategies, negotiation tactics, and business systems of the most successful house flippers and wholesalers in the nation, how would that change your business? Flip Hacking Live is a three-day event that we do just once per year, and it's happening October 15th through the 17th. We bring in the nation's top wholesalers and house flippers to walk you through everything they're doing, how they're marketing directly to sellers, how they're picking up discounted off-market properties, how they're doubling their close ratio with the right negotiation tactics, how they're raising millions of dollars in private money, the things they're doing that other investors aren't doing, all of it. These are the guys and gals who are actively doing deals at a high volume in today's market all across the country. You get their full attention for three days. They have agreed to hold nothing back and you'll be right there with them so you can ask questions and get clarification on anything that you need. This is your chance to hack the nation's top flippers and wholesalers and ethically steal their exact strategies and systems. All you have to do is take notes, ask questions, and apply what you learn. But first, you need to get a ticket. We've sold out every year and ticket prices go up every few months. So go to fliphackinglive.com right now and get your tickets today. Fliphackinglive.com, October 15th through the 17th. This is an event that you cannot afford to miss.